You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoppinStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and with me today is Layla Mutin, who is our resident nutritionist, and together we're answering your questions. Please send questions to questions at drhoffman.net. And by the way, questions have been really good these days, and we encourage yes. you to send uh, questions or comments so if you have observations mm-hmm. about some of the things that we've uh, talked about. Uh, you know, we're anxious to hear feedback, and we'll share it with our audience, uh, providing that uh, you don't use profanity. This is a family podcast. That's right. So uh, when we uh, left off, uh, we were going to address a question about liver function tests. Yes, yes. This comes from Carrie. My husband had his annual physical and blood work, and elevated liver enzymes were reported. He was sent for an ultrasound, and no gallstones were found. Now the GP wants to send him to a gastroenterologist. Is this necessary? Well, He's 50 years old and in very good health. Here's the thing, you know, I got to say that when I studied medicine way back in the 20th century, uh, I... Uh, you dinosaur, you. <laughs> I specialized in something called internal medicine. Mm. And internal medicine meant that we dealt with the uh, all, virtually all the problems that people experience, adults experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the common problems is... Uh, the finding of an elevated liver function test. Yeah. Uh, the point I'm getting to is why immediately send a person to a gastroenterologist? I'm not sure <clears throat> why mm-hmm. that requires a high degree of specialization. Because yeah, especially as, after he's <clears throat> had an ultrasound. Well, okay, so okay. once you have done an ultrasound, an ultrasound might be useful because you might want to see if something's wrong with the liver. If yeah. they have fatty liver is a major cause of elevated liver tests yes, and or gallstones. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we probably ruled that out. I don't yeah. know what the ultrasound said because you basically said he did it and now he wants to send the patient to it. He has no gallstones. He has no, but he might have, us. fatty liver is so prevalent it among is. Americans it is. that it is virtually the rule rather than the exception. I have a, I have a seemingly stupid question. Why, it's his liver, liver enzymes, why refer him to a gastroenterologist instead of a hepatologist? Well, a hepatology is a subspecialty of gastro. Gotcha. Okay, so there's some, a general gastro is going to be a hepatologist, but like for a really, you know, yeah. very unusual liver problem, they might further send right. you, this is so the degree of subspecialization, like <clears throat> then they might send, further send you, is it in the right upper lobe or the left lobe? You know, no, I'm, just, I'm the left lobe doctor. I'm the, I'm the I'm right, right lobe, lobe doctor. <laughs> 
you know, it's I'm like, the bile duct doctor. I, the point I'm making is, I just think the degree of specialization and yeah. subspecialization is kind of ridiculous these days. Yeah, yeah. And it's it it's almost like what an internal medicine primary care doctor is it devolves into is uh, a referral doctor. Like, I'm going to yeah. screen you and then I'm going to send you hither and They're thither. They're like the ER. triage person Exactly, almost, right? exactly, exactly. You have to go here. And I, it's a, it's a uh, tendency in medicine that I lament, but medicine's becoming so complicated these days that, look, I get it if you're going to be getting, like, some specialized treatment for, you know, with an unusual drug for, uh, say, hepatitis C or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe you really do want to see a liver <laughs> specialist because they know the right dosing. They know to expect the side effects. Maybe that's not in the province of the primary care doctor. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the, I guess the gastroenterologist is going to do a panel of tests. Is it infectious? Ah. Is it autoimmune? Okay. Is it, uh, you know, uh, you know, do, is more imaging necessary mm -hmm. to see, discern if there's some, you know, occult pattern going on? Yeah. And the, there's a wide differential diagnosis. Mm -hmm. You know, could it be autoimmune hepatitis? Could it be infectious hepatitis? You know, A, B, C. Uh, it, could it be, uh, high iron causing, uh, yeah. you know, like a, uh, iron storage, iron storage disease problem. causing, you know, any number of possibilities, you know, I, too many to enumerate. There's yeah. what's called a differential diagnosis. And that's what the hepatologist or the gastroenterologist is capable of doing efficiently because mm -hmm. they deal with it all the time. Yeah. Um, the most, but the other possibility is that it's what's called iatrogenic, which means it's drug caused. Mm. And a lot of folks these days are on statins and statins can cause liver abnormalities. Yeah. It could also, frankly, be a possibility of, you know, a medication like, you know, too much niacin or something like yes, that. I'm yes. sorry, a supplement. supplement. It could be... Too much niacin, uh, too much red yeast rice, which is kind of a statin too. Pretty weak, unusual. It could yeah. uh, cause that like a statin. Uh, you know, some esoteric Chinese herbal True. combo that is maybe not that well vetted True. that could uh, cause liver damage that has happened, but in yeah. uncommonly and even certain other herbs especially taken indiscriminately or for a long period of time without supervision things like kava maybe black walnut things like that come to mind of you need supervision you need to you know i i people but Layla, i take echinacea you know every day of the year no take echinacea during the cold and flu season right. when you feel like you're coming yeah. down with yeah. something take it for the duration and be done yeah you know. I mean, and there, there's uh, some suggestion that very high doses of EGCG could affect the liver. That uh, has to be rarely. super high. Yeah, pretty high doses. But, you know, like some people are more susceptible. And certainly taking Tylenol or something too frequently can have sure. an adverse effect. Sure. Um, yeah, but, okay, so then, yeah. hey, let's say, <laughs> this, is, this is often what we see, is I've been to the gastroenterologist. He says I'm okay. Um, he doesn't know why I have the liver thing, but he just says my liver function tests are a little high. Yeah. What do we do? Retest. Well, that not, would be the first sort just, of business. Not just retest. that, but let's assume that they are consistently okay. high. But uh, yeah, you know, you're right because just one off is not a good yeah. way to pin a diagnosis. But we would do things to, uh, as, as uh, uh, what was the name of the famous chef? Save the liver. Uh, you know, the French, uh, the, the American French chef, the one who did the, Amer the American French, anyway, she's one of her favorite expressions was Julia Child. Julia Child. Oh, okay. She would, you know, she would 
chop up a chicken and say, save the liver. We would try <laughs> to save the liver. Uh -huh. uh, and how do we save the liver? Well, one is we tell people to go on a light diet. We say, mm. no alcohol, please. Yeah, uh, that's Not a too much of anything. Yes. Eat lighter. Even take probiotics because the microbiome has an impact on liver function. Sure. Okay. But also, what are some of the things that help liver? N-acetylcysteine, uh, milk thistle. Mm -hmm. These are some of the things that are supportive to liver function. Alpha-lipoic acid. Alpha-lipoic acid, absolutely. Phosphatidylcholine. And These are helpful. Shizandra. Right. Also, as a safe yeah, uh, herb, okay, but these then it falls to us to fix this liver toxicity. Yeah. Now the the French are famous for dealing with liver problems. They uh, go to uh, sanatoriums and undertake a mm -hmm. cure uh, because they suffer from what's called crise de foie, crisis of the liver. That's because they're they're smoking galois, they're eating like uh, pate de foie gras. Uh, and they're, they're drinking, drinking a lot of wine. And then, <laughs> and, they and then more liver disease. Then they go to a, a spa wine. and they drink mineral, mineral water and they uh -huh. behave themselves for a while and uh -huh. they go in the steam room and they you know sweat it out and they kind of you know then they go back out and they they challenge their liver. Again. It's almost the opposite because regular time they're having wine, but then they go take a vacation and they stop drinking. It's normally the other way around. <laughs> exactly. You go and you party when you're on vacation yeah, or something they, like they, that. You fall off your diet. You Drink more than you would, etc. Cetera, et cetera. It's uh, yeah. Prendre l'eau, take the waters. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, these like these special spas where you kind of uh, rehabilitate and yeah. and recover. So anyway, so there is a there is a protocol for yeah. you know, like uh, because I I tell you, all too often we find that there doesn't seem to be a proximate cause. Mm -hmm. It's like, thank goodness you don't have cancer, you don't have uh, chronic hepatitis, yeah. uh, you know, you don't have gallstones, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't. But then it's like, hey, maybe it's it's lifestyle. You yeah. Know? yeah, 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 absolutely, lifestyle. Or they're like teetering up in that area, whereas if they really let it go, then we it's, would see a fatty liver it, or something like that. It's the main right? detoxification organ. It yeah. takes the brunt of yeah. our modern lifestyles. Yeah. And we want to, as Julia Child would say, save the liver. <laughs> she would sort of warble that, right. you know. Right. Oh, Carrie, thank you for that question. Best of health to your husband. Okay. All right, what's the next question, Leila? Okay, Nicole has. A couple of questions. Nicole is 49. I'm currently suffering from spine, neck, and right arm muscle pain. Oh, well, that, that tells me that it's, it's probably like a cervical vertebra or something. Mm. It's, it's running down mm -hmm. the nerve that emanates from the spine at the level of uh, mm. the cervical nerves. My right arm is so bad it hurts to lift it and put a shirt on, wash my hair, etc. And I've been noticing that my joints are starting to click. Mm-hmm. I remember my mom had the issue, the arm issue, and she was diagnosed with scleroderma and Raynaud's. Oh. So I started taking glucosamine, chondroitin, and MSM. Okay, that's probably okay. Yeah. yeah. It's going to help the joints. But I don't know if she, what she talks about sounds like scleroderma. Right. Uh, it just may be run-of-the-mill spondylolisthesis, which yeah. is a pinched nerve in the neck. Nicole says, my, then my NP, my naturopathic doctor, Gave me Myco 1M Mycoplasma Pneumonia No Sod 1. It's a homeopathic remedy. Okay, well, let me speak to that. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm going to tell you, I don't know. Why, yeah. I have studied homeopathy. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know why he prescribed that. Mm -hmm. That is 
as the name implies, it's mycoplasma pneumonia. Why would he want to give you like something with mycoplasma? Yeah, it's what's and called, that's her question. It's a no-sode. Now, a no-sode uh, is a very homeopathic preparation of, you know, killed bacteria. Hmm. Uh, and the idea is that, I mean, it can potentially treat the disease, but it also has other properties yeah. in homeopathy and classic homeopathy. And then there's mm -hmm. a whole list of potential attributes of these medications that I don't know of. Mm. And I don't know why he did that. And I'm not saying it's wrong. Uh, I also would say that I'm not so much a believer in that branch of natural medicine, but mm. I, in the hands of skilled practitioners, it does sometimes yield good results. So mm. I'm going to take a pass on second-guessing his mm -hmm. application of that treatment. Nicole also asked, this is an interesting question, is it possible that the pain could be from my calcium score, left anterior descending coronary artery? Well, she has pain in her right arm, right? Yeah, 238.6. Well, it's, it's, that's an, un, you know, usually a pain uh, that is heart pain radiates yeah. down the left arm. Yeah. So I'm thinking less likely. However, that is a bit of a concern, yeah. and it should be addressed. At 49, yeah. At a relatively young age, mm -hmm. this is, I mean, when women are 49, mm -hmm. they have a likelihood of living another 40 years. And mm -hmm. uh, in 40 years, that score could get pretty high and yeah. lead to uh, cardiac problems. Yeah. So that's something that should be addressed. Yeah. Uh, she's of a good weight, no medication. She's low-carb. Otherwise, yeah. Okay. So for one reason yeah. or another, and sometimes it's not a merit system, mm -hmm. we discussed on a recent podcast, you know, how much is merit and how much is genetics. And I think a lot of it is, is merit, but uh, sometimes yeah. people have really, uh, the kind of genetics that really predisposes them to early heart disease. Yeah. Because we weren't designed to live as long as we live. True. True. And we also weren't designed to exist in a obesogenic environment. True. You know, we were we're designed to live in in deprivation and hardship and physical exercise. And we're, we weren't we weren't evolved to live among in a toxic soup. It, that too. That we live in environmental in, toxins, including yeah. our toxic thoughts and stress, and given everything that's going on, it's a even, lot. Even the very air we breathe can yeah. you know get through uh, exchange in the lungs into the bloodstream. These yes. tiny particulates. And they can attack the arterial wall. So, you know. That's a contributor to heart disease. Yes. You don't have to necessarily smoke. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Like right? So, Nicole, thank you for that. We hope you feel better soon. Wow. All right. Cindy writes Can you talk about boron for arthritis and bone loss? I'm taking three milligrams of boron daily. Boron is a nice mineral for kind of making estrogen. Mm -hmm. Which helps with bone. I noticed bone that you health. know uh, in the uh, uh, Thrivers brand of supplements, you know, like what do uh, what type of supplements should people uh, take after, say, a diagnosis of breast cancer? They can take supplements, but certain things maybe they shouldn't take. Like Thrivers does not contain boron for the mm -hmm. very reason that boron may have a slightly estrogenic effect. Yeah, uh, that we may not want to encourage in the wake of uh, hormonal cancers like yeah. prostate cancer, breast cancer. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. What about in terms of arthritis? I've never heard of boron well, it's for in a arthritis. Lot of, it's in a lot of osteoporosis formulas. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
But for arthritis, you would take something like a glucosamine. Well, they're often chondroitin. You, they they sometimes have a little supplemental boron in them. Sure, you know, right. Maybe okay. anti-inflammatory. You see a little boron in multivitamin preparation. Yeah, sure, because it's, it's part there. of the it's part of the spectrum of yeah things that our body needs at low right. doses. Yeah, right. So what's interesting is mm. I recently was in Death Valley. Mm. I did a bike ride in Death Valley. Now some people would say, "Oh my God, it's so awful hot there." It was actually pretty cool, and in fact, we had one day where it snowed in the foothills. Uh, this was in, you went in February. Winter. I went right. in February. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but there is uh, this whole thing of borax works there, where they actually uh, mined borax, which is a compound of boron, mm -hmm. which is used as fire retardants. It's used in a lot of industrial chemical processes, and that's where that's where you find a lot of boron is yeah. in Death Valley. Wow. Yeah. It and if some of you're a little too young to remember, but when I was a kid growing up, there was this, uh, there was this uh, program. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a Western. It was, uh, it was called uh, Death Valley Days, and it, it had an interesting narrator. Its narrator was Ronald Reagan. Oh my God! <laughs> before he was a governor, before yeah. he was a president, and uh, he was just a you know movie star transitioning to politics. Uh -huh. And uh, he was the narrator, and it was the sponsor was twenty mealtime borax, which is a really great cleaning agent. Wow, borax yeah. just just it's in laundry detergent and yeah, stuff. And, yeah, yeah, it's a cleaning agent. It's kind of a, I guess, a blood bit of a bleaching agent. I don't know. Yeah, it's I a think bit so. abrasive or something. It does something mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Anyway, little sideline, but yeah. but please do not do not eat uh, twenty mealtime borax. No, please. don't yeah. do that. Don't yeah. do. That. And my earliest memory of those. Series westerns, I think, is Bonanza, All right, or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you have a crush on Little Joe? No, it was still. I was a little too young. Oh, okay. I like noticed Bonanza. I didn't necessarily watch it. Okay, okay. Yeah, because yeah. so. they, you know, if you were a little girl, uh, you know, which which of the brothers did you like better? Uh, you know, little, uh, little Joe, Hoss, uh -huh. or Adam. There were like three oh three gosh, brothers. Really? And you know, what's interesting is is the father, uh -huh. Ben Cartwright. Mm-hmm. I once, with my parents, I went to a delicatessen in Beverly Hills, mm -hmm. and we sat, a, and there were, a booth across from us was uh, Ben Cartwright, the actor, oh you know, uh, the, who played, I forget his name, yeah. but uh, he was speaking fluent Yiddish wow. to the people in the booth. Uh-huh. Uh, ben Cartwright apparently was Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> I forget the name of it, but oh some, of the, some of the baby boomers here can remind me uh, in our next podcast of yeah. the name of the star. I'll look oh it up. Gosh, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, we've got an email here from Susan. I love your podcasts. Thank you for answering my questions. It's exciting when you actually answer while I'm listening. Mm -hmm. I have two questions. First being about Equizin, which is a fish oil. Which is actually it's a brand. Yeah. It's a brand. Yeah. Where the formulation is EPA, DHA, GLA, in a ratio of nine to three to one. Oh, his, excuse me. His name was. This is not a very Jewish name. Uh -huh. Pernell Roberts. Oh my gosh, Pernell Roberts wasn't he on a subsequent series of? Oh wait, being a doctor or something. Was this the right one? Because he might be Adam. Ah. Oh, he was no. This Pernell Roberts was Adam Carter, right? I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So I, I'll. I'm sorry I was going to say you. he was too young probably for that role that you're remembering, but okay. So 
Susan writes, my six- Lauren Green. Oh, Lauren Green, Green. for crying out yes, loud. Yes, Lauren Green, of course, yeah. Wow. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. Pernell <laughs> Roberts played Adam. I'm sorry. This is, we're getting into like boomer trivia here. Right. <laughs> oh, fun. Oh, fun. So Susan's 16-year-old granddaughter has had a lot of lack of focus forever. Forgets things, disorganized, not good in high school. Uh, her attention is sporadic. Hmm. Has had endless doctors, therapists, you right, know. Right. Uh, my daughter now has her taking Equizin, right. which she says has been a bit breakthrough. I cannot quite believe it, but now she's getting great, you know, A grades, and okay. it seems far so more something, focused. There's something interesting to that. I mean, this. Yeah. I mean, look, this is of course an N of one. Yeah. You know, anecdotal, mm -hmm. and it's not like based on a study that is a long perspective, double-blind, placebo-controlled trial. Mm -hmm. So other things may have affected it, you know, just like some little maturation, passage of time, and she kind of found her rhythm yeah. uh, academically. But there is something interesting about that combo of things. First of all, it's EPA mm -hmm. and DHA, mm -hmm. both of which are helpful for the brain, Yes, especially DHA, developmentally. Yeah. And But there's also a claim to fame of GLA, yeah. which is in that formula, for... Uh, for uh, uh, the reversal of uh, what was that thing uh, where you reverse the um, you know um, it, uh, it, I'm perseverating on it now the the, uh, the the reading problem and oh dyslexia dyslexia yeah okay yeah okay that's interesting I sometimes say, GLA in particular is thank for that? dog Did you thank take your dog I'm not today? <laughs> thank dog I'm not dyslexic <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so she's saying this seems to be fish oil. How is that possible? Could it have an effect? Yes, fish oil yeah. is a great treatment. Sure, but the, the specifically and GLA actually has yeah. a bit of a buzz around it for addressing uh, processing problems like dyslexia. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, you, you can actually look at some yeah. old studies on that. Okay. So you know, I, it's a plausible thing to do. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly, if confronted with a kid like that, yeah, you know, we would work on a lot of fronts. You know, we would. Uh, Definitely use essential fatty acids. We yes. would also uh, consider B vitamins, magnesium, and a clean diet. Absolutely, you know, clean diet. Yeah, that's that's got to come. Just get the junk first. out of the diet. Get the know? junk out of the diet. Get the, the food additives and yeah. get the. Uh, and you know, you mentioned Feingold, the Feingold diet, absolutely, which was yeah. revolutionary in this. Colorings, food additives, yeah. yeah, all of that kind yeah. of thing. So, uh, Susan has a second question. It's my broken rib. Almost unbearable nonstop pain. I have a husband who's an orthopedic surgeon who has been of little help. <laughs> you know, this is the curse of, of, of medical doctors, is they cannot help their spouses. It just doesn't work. Or, or any family members. I, it's like, why does my, you know, why does your relative, your parent, whatever, the have the thing that you can't The shoemaker's cure? wife wears no shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. It's, it really is something. But anyway, I'm, yeah. yeah, so... Tylenol, either ice or heat, and Valium at night. He is far too conventional, and I would think poorly. <laughs> and, and he's far too conventional. Would think poorly of my drawer full of supplements. Far too brainwashed. Anyway, I, and by the way, this is yeah. a common theme among the spouses of doctors. Yeah, is they come to me, mm -hmm. and they say, "My husband, you know, when I talk about this stuff, he he just rolls his eyes." Yeah, and they come to me, uh, you know, for solace. <laughs> basically, so that they can get that perspective because they're not getting it yes. and they actually have a doctor in the house. But right. if, as for conventional, it's fantastic because yeah. if they have like a serious, 
you know, medical problem, they can hook them up with the best specialists and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the most advanced therapy. But when it comes to an alternative perspective, they yeah. will have none of it often. True. Oh, my gosh. So I checked over your podcast, and I, as I remember, you suffered a hip fracture. Yeah. I was listening when you suddenly ended up in the hospital after a bike accident. Yeah. Well, I find Tylenol has taken away my love of food. It's nice to have a chance to lose a few pounds, but it's a side effect I don't like. I've been taking curcumin, fish oil, and a whole range of other things. Any other things I could? Yeah, well, you know, oxycodone did it for me. <laughs> it would have to. Oh, my goodness. And, it, and you had surgery. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So this is the kind of pain that I, yeah. you know, a little like curcumin and glucosamine and, you know, all these things. They can maybe facilitate healing to reduce inflammation a little yeah. bit. But, um, you know, this is it's, it's very painful. What you mm -hmm. can do is you can try a high-dose CBD product. Uh, mm -hmm. You can get it from, uh, it's not on full script. You have to go to uh, pluscbdoil.com is the website, pluscbdoil.com. Yeah. And uh, that's where you can get CBD with THC or without THC. We're going to have to play around with what works for you because it does ameliorate pain a little bit. Yeah. And it's not so much like, uh, uh, you know, uh, like an opiate. Yeah. It, what it does is it um, doesn't take away the pain, but it, it changes a little bit the way you process the pain so that you're a little bit more equanimous in the face of the pain. Mm. That's all that it does. I remember, uh, oh, what was it? Demerol. Yeah. <laughs> I had bilateral bunionectomy. Oh. This was back in the 1990s. Oh. These were Taylor's bunions. We're talking about not the bone under the big toe, but under the pinky, Ooh. which is the bone that bears weight as you're yeah, walking. Yeah. Anyway, bilateral bunionectomy, I went and did it, and I remember Demerol, but I remember taking the Demerol, Dr. Hoffman, saying... It still hurts like hell because it's the first two days yeah, really yeah. more than anything. Yeah. But I just didn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it was You're, a disconnect of yeah. caring about this. Yeah. This really hurts. Yeah. But you just yeah. didn't care. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's why those things are so damn addictive because yeah. if you're suffering from psychic pain and you want to disconnect from it. Yeah. Whew, wow, there's there taint nothing like it. Yeah. And it's there's there's such powerful medications. Yeah. You know, um, heroin mm -hmm. was it uh, discovered by the, uh, uh, it was actually refined from opium, mm -hmm. you know, as a byproduct of opium. And it was called heroin because it was, hero, it, the German word for uh, hero is very much like the English word, like ah. heroish. Uh -huh. And it means like, it was like heroic in, uh -huh. its, in its effects on pain. Wow. Um, unfortunately, um, too, a little too heroic. Yeah. Hey. Thank heaven for pain meds. We have a question that's, I guess we're going to sideline it for next week. About, yes, we're going to sideline. Um, which about is melatonin. A, about melatonin. Yes. And I, I want to give it full shrift. Yes. Because, We'd be uh, shortchanging if yeah. we took it at the end of this. So, okay. Okay. So, okay. All right. Just a reminder that uh, we still are undertaking our PFAS campaign. If you go to bandpfas.org. That's PFAS. Uh, you can join me in filling out forms to send messages to Congress. If they're still doing anything except beating each other up, uh, the EPA and the FDA. Their crayons at each other. Right. <laughs> and the FDA urging them to protect the public and ban PFAS for good because, uh, well, the FDA is trying to reassure us that, eh, nothing to see here, folks. Uh, indeed, uh, our independent research at the Alliance for Natural Health directly contradicts the FDA's findings and that it is pervasive in even such 
relatively innocuous foods as kale, kale. Uh, we really don't want to see even our organic foods polluted with some of these forever chemicals. So we're really going to put a stop to this as Europe is about to. Yes. And put pressure on the powers that be. So go to banpfast.org yes. for more information. Okay. So thanks very much, and please keep sending your great questions to questions at drhoffman.net. Mm-hmm. We appreciate them. We appreciate them very much because they really tee off interesting uh, conversations. Thank you, Layla. Thanks, Dr. Hoffman. Have yourselves a great week. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I want to thank you for listening to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app and get new episodes automatically downloaded every weekday. And please give us a rating and review. It truly helps new people discover Intelligent Medicine. The Intelligent Medicine Podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their health care professionals for any such conditions. Finally, please visit drhoffman.com and discover everything intelligent medicine has to offer, including frequently updated, unbiased health news, and fully vetted product and supplement recommendations. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.